from Radio Berlin International, the voice of the German Democratic Republic. Hello, I'm Benjamin Brown. And I'm Tom Holub. And today we are broadcasting from Funkhaus Berlin, which is the former central radio station of the GDR. We will be talking about memorial culture and tourist culture of Berlin, and the paradox Berlin became a tourist destination the very moment it tore down its most famous landmark, which is a reference from one of the key texts, Splitler. This has sparked debates about the aesthetics of remembrance. From my own visit to the Berlin Wall Memorial, I gained a message that it was a very neutral and subtle space. The memorial was open to interpretation, as well as free access for users. You can see it from either side, east and west. This is very similar to the Memorial for Murdered Jews of Europe, which doesn't have guidance of how users should interact with it. These two memorials contrast to the East Side Gallery, where you implicitly are directed to a walk alongside one side of the wall to view the artwork. My view is that it is the same wall that has created two different places and two different experiences of memorialization. Today I say, as long as this gate is closed, as long as this scar of a wall is permitted to stand, it is not the German question alone that remains open, but the question of freedom for all mankind. As a natural critic, I had a somewhat different reading of the memorial, which frames the reunification of Germany as inherently joyful and uh, the wall as inherently oppressive. But looking at our readings from Spittler and Marvin, the reunification was also traumatic to some people who had nostalgia for the GDR. The wall was a symbol of oppression, but it also was a symbol of the ways that the GDR was different than West Berlin and the West. Some citizens preferred the GDR way, and the memorial doesn't really allow space for their perspective. Pike had this quote that Westerners like the wall because it makes everything quite simple. You don't have to think about the subtleties of the geopolitical situation. Everyone in East Berlin is in prison. The fall of the wall was in the end caused by deteriorating conditions in the GDR itself. The economy was collapsing. And to GDR citizens who preferred their ways, reunification may just have been a case of having nothing left to lose.
Something had to be done to destroy the wall. There was a need for change. After the destruction of the wall in 1989, all notions of remembrance were set aside. After this, there was no concept that the wall should be memorialized in any way. Tom and I came up with a theory known as memorial burnout. Seeing the memorials in Berlin firsthand, one after another, they dot around the city center. It's hard to avoid them and they all challenge you personally as what they're commemorating is usually horrific. Um, so we talked about the professionalization and commercialization of these. The Berlin Wall Memorial is more of a professional memorial as sets aside politics to become a more neutral area and then compared to the Eastside Gallery where it's more commercialized people are coming there to look at the art instead of the canvas which is the wall Berlin was so central to world history in the 20th century that it forces these discussions of memorialization, which are inherently and structurally difficult because the events that are being memorialized are inherently and structurally difficult. There are many different perspectives on the Cold War, on World War II, that are hard to represent in a memorial, however it is designed. Berlin is likely to remain a place which, where, which struggles with its ability to memorialize itself and the events that it's been connected to. The wall was particularly important in that it was a physical structure. It was part of this concept from the Fev of the representation of space. It was a physical representation of the ideological struggle between the East and West. And it became the space of representation, the thing that needed to be destroyed to break down that barrier. Most of the wall has been destroyed, but the wall in the head will take longer to get rid of than the wall itself. Once again, this is Tom Olive. And this is Benjamin Brown. Signing off from Funkhouse Berlin. <laughs>